You're listening to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, episode 81. to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, where we bring you engaging conversations about wildlife conservation from all across the globe. I'm your host, Matt Podolsky. Our guest on today's show is Rosanna Francescato, who is the Director of Communications for My Domino. My Domino is a concierge service that is helping people switch to 100% clean energy. I'm really excited about the role that My Domino is playing in addressing climate change, and Rosanna and I had a fascinating conversation about the extraordinarily rapid growth that is happening in the solar power sector, as well as how individual decisions can have an important and measurable impact on the outcome of the climate change issue. Rosanna and the folks at My Domino have also made an extremely generous offer to all of the listeners of this podcast. They are offering free access to their concierge service, something that normally costs $99 a year, to all of the listeners of this show. All you have to do is enter the promo code EOC, all caps, and you will get a free membership to My Domino. So if you're looking for new creative ways to save money on your energy bill and help save the planet at the same time, definitely take advantage of this special offer. All you have to do is head on over to mydomino.com, click get started, and be sure to enter that promo code EOC, all caps. Now, let's jump into our conversation with Rosanna. All right, I am here with Rosanna Francescato, who is the director of communications for My Domino. How are you, Rosanna? Great. Thanks for having me, Matt. So I want to start off this conversation by just asking you, what is My Domino? Um, explain the mission and vision of this organization. Well, that's a good question because there's nothing really like us out there. So um, when people come to us at first, they don't really often know what we are and what we do. And uh, My Domino is an energy savings concierge service. And what that means is that when people come to us, they get a personal concierge who helps them switch to clean energy and usually save money in the process. So the concierge guides you down a simple path of clean energy actions. And that can be things like home solar or a clean power plan, or it can be smaller actions like switching to a smart thermostat or LED lights. Now, this is all driven by our belief that we can make a substantial positive impact on the world by changing our energy sources from dirty fossil fuels to clean energy. And we really believe that we can do that with many individual actions. And lots of Americans these days are really concerned about climate change. You know, everyone wants a healthy environment for their families and for future generations. Everyone wants clean air and water. But it's really easy to feel overwhelmed and just powerless to do anything. And also, most people really think it's too expensive to take action. And they might not be aware of all the options that are available or just feel overwhelmed and confused by all the options. So what we do is we cut through that confusion. And uh, the whole idea behind my domino and the reason for our name is that real change can happen from the ground up, you know, through individual actions. And all the actions we take together can add up to what we like to call a big my domino effect. One example is um, switching your light bulbs to LEDs. Now, that seems like a small thing, right? 
and it is a small thing in your own home, but if 60 people switch to LEDs, that's like taking 25 cars off the road for a whole year. And if just 25 people go solar, that's like planting 97,000 trees or 400 football fields worth. So you can see how it all adds up and the savings add up too. Um, I, I definitely want to delve into uh, some more of the background and ideas behind my domino. But before we do that, um, I want to get a little bit of background on you. Um, how, how did you first become interested in, in this line of work and how did you find out and get connected with my domino? Yeah, well, it's been kind of a long, windy road. Uh, I think Cheryl Sandberg said that a career is not like a ladder. It's like, you know, some kind of windy path. Um, for me, I've always been interested in environmental issues, but I actually started my career in book publishing. And I was working at Harper San Francisco, so there were some environmental titles. And whenever we had those, I tried to work on them. But from that, I got into high tech kind of by accident. I'm here in the Bay Area. And I was an editor working on user manuals. But after some time doing that, I just had a really strong urge to do work that felt more meaningful to me. And I wasn't sure what that would be, but I knew I wanted to work on something related to sustainability. Because to me, you know, there's a lot of great causes out there, are a lot of really important things. But I feel like if we don't fix climate change, none of the other things are going to even exist. So... I basically started learning everything I could and volunteering and going to events. And I really narrowed down my area of interest to solar power because it's something really tangible and accessible. You know, anyone with a roof can put solar power on it really easily and just really make an effect right away. So I got involved with some nonprofits like Great Alternatives and the local Clean Energy Alliance here in the Bay Area. And I started blogging for several organizations, and that led me to seeing a job posting for a PV Solar Report, which is a a solar news site. So I did some writing for them, and then the founder, Stephen Torres, told me that he was starting another company to help connect homeowners with solar installers, because he was providing a lot of data and information to solar professionals, but homeowners would come to him and say, well, how do we get the information that we need? You know, who are the installers in the area? What are they charging? That kind of thing. So he started Sunnable and hired me as the communications director almost three years ago. And then a year later, we were acquired by my domino. And that was really great because it was an extension of what we were doing at Sunnable. So now instead of just connecting homeowners and installers, we can help anyone take all kinds of clean energy actions and we can help renters and not just homeowners. And I should say also that you know, I talked a lot about our general motivation, but our mission at my domino is to create one billion actions toward our clean energy future. So we're a little bit ambitious. Um, but you know we're everyone who's working there is working there because of this. Um, I could be making more money if I were still in high tech, but this is something I really care about, and every day I know I can go in and be helping to make a difference. So clearly, f- for you, this work that you're doing at My Domino is 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 a passion, right? That you have for this kind of work, and you know, it's it's, it's interesting to me. I mean, many of the folks uh, that I interview here in the show are folks associated with nonprofit organizations, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's lots and lots of nonprofits involved in doing conservation 
work and um, you know sustainability that that type of thing. Um, but my Domino is, is a for-profit company, and you know I, this is one of the reasons why I, I wanted to to bring you onto the show because I think it is important for for-profit companies to be involved in conservation um, and in uh, addressing climate change as well. So uh, I mean maybe you can talk a little bit about that issue. I, I think a lot of people don't realize the importance of companies like this existing that are working towards uh, this positive goal. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. And, you know, we could have been a nonprofit. Our founder even considered that. And there's certainly pros and cons to being a for-profit or a nonprofit. And some people who come to us initially think we're a nonprofit because probably they've seen so many companies like this in our space that are nonprofits. But I think it's so important to show that clean energy is profitable and we don't have to sacrifice to fix climate change. And I think that's true, you know, on both the macro and the micro levels. So as a society, solutions to climate change will save us billions, even trillions of dollars. You know, I saw something today about how um, when California passed AB 32, which um, has us getting greenhouse gas emissions to 1990 levels by 2020, People thought it would just bankrupt the state, and actually the state's done really well, and we have you know, 500,000 people working in clean energy. So we can show that you know, these things actually are, are profitable, and as individuals, we can take actions that not only will help the planet, but also save us money. And as a company, you know, we can really show that the bottom line of green is black. And when I was in book publishing in the early 90s, I actually worked on a book that had that title. But now it's so much more true than it was then. You know, now we actually have solutions to climate change that not only won't cost us more, but will save us tons of money as individuals, as companies, as a society. And it's good business. So I think it's really crucial for for for-profit companies to show that making money doesn't have to come at the cost of our planet and of our well-being. And also, I want to note that my domino is a B Corp. So that means that although we do need to make a profit, we can also place an equal emphasis on people and the planet. So I think this is really a wonderful development, and it's becoming more popular that B Corps are putting creating value for society on an even footing with creating value for stockholders and showing that there can be another kind of capitalism that also cares for our planet. So I think that's really, really valuable. It's really important just to be able to show people that the solution to the climate change issue can be profitable. And if, if every yeah. single organization that is working towards that goal is a nonprofit, then I think you're right. Like a lot of people are going to look at that and say, there's no money in this. And that same sort of excuse that you hear folks give about why we can't take action against climate change because it's going to harm the economy. And That's right. And, you know, the thing is that it wasn't that long ago that a lot of this wasn't profitable and wouldn't save you money. Of course, there's always the, the costs of you know public health, and those have always been concerns. But clean energy has gotten so much cheaper just in recent years. You know, people don't realize that. You know, for solar power, for instance, the price has come down 99% since 1977, and 50% of that has been since 2010. And the news just hasn't caught, caught up to people, you know, that all these things can really be profitable and save you money. You know, wind power has come down. All these things are happening really fast. The same thing is going to happen now with battery storage, and that's going to be really huge. I really feel like there is this disconnect. I really feel that disconnect that you're talking about between 
the actual reality of the situation that we're in with solar technology and where it is right now and also the cost and how much it has come down and how accessible this technology is to people. But at the same time, you know, I feel like the vast majority of people still look at solar technology and think of it as something, oh, that like, you know, that's uh, uh, something that's going to happen down the future. Oh, you know, down the road, maybe I'll be able to afford that. It is within reach now. It is. And actually, the greatest adoption of solar is now in middle income uh, neighborhoods. So that's really changed. You've been involved directly in, in the solar industry for, you said, for three years. I mean, what, what have you seen happen over just this short three-year time span? Well, the, the price of solar keeps coming down, as I noted. Um, this year, we got to one million solar installations in the United States, one million. And it took about 40 years to get there, but we're expected to get to the next million in just two years. So things are changing really fast. Uh, last year was a good year for solar. The investment tax credit, which is a 30% credit that you can get when you buy a solar system, was extended. Um, what's really interesting is that utilities around the country are basically fighting solar. They may not say that, but that's what they're doing. And one of the things that they've been attacking lately is the net metering programs. And that's where when you generate more power than you need, like during the day, you send it back to the grid and the grid is like your battery. And then you can use that power at night or when there isn't as much sun and you get compensated at a fair rate for that. Not every state has that, but the states where solar has taken off have them. That's really been crucial and the utilities have been fighting it, but for the most part, they have lost. And that's because people are really into solar. I mean, we have tea partiers around the country going around fighting for solar. And there's even been a, what they called a green tea coalition in Georgia, where the Sierra Club and the Tea Party joined forces to fight for solar. And who would have thought that would happen? So... A lot of things like that are happening. You know, people are starting to realize that they can afford solar and that it's it's a way for them to be more energy independent, which is why the Tea Partiers like it. Uh, it's really something for everyone. It's not just liberal elitist hippies anymore. And although it's taken a while for the word to get out, I think people are starting to realize it slowly and there's a bit of a movement to support it, while at the same time, the utilities and, you know, the Koch brothers, people like that are fighting it. That's that's really fascinating. I hadn't heard about that. Um, the, the Green Tea Coalition. Uh, that's, <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's fantastic. And I mean, there, there really is, when you think about it, there's a lot of crossover between these issues. I mean, it's about energy independence. Um, yeah. It's about decentralizing the grid. I mean, these are issues that are not specific to, like you said, liberal elites. Yeah, and everyone wants to save money, and now you can actually save money with solar. You know, that's really a very recent development, really just in the last few years. And, you know, when I started writing Solar News, which was a little over three years ago, you know, we would look for press releases and news every day and things to write, and some days would be kind of slow. Well, now... There's so much news every day, you can't keep up with it. And that's just been in the last three years. My Domino is working in the space that, as you just explained, is changing very, very rapidly. I would imagine you guys must be constantly sort of reevaluating your approach towards this issue. 
because the field is changing so much and solar technology is changing so rapidly. I'm just trying to get a handle on like, you know, where that balance point is um, and, and how much time uh, as an organization, the board, the staff spends strategizing, you know, trying to come up with, I guess, reassessing the approach um, and, and strategizing to like find that best way to solve the problem. Well, we're a startup, so we're always strategizing and looking at the ways we could do things differently, for sure. Um, you know, we're in our office, we're always talking about the bigger issues of climate change, and that drives everything we do, and it's the whole reason for the existence of our company. It's why we're all working here. You know, our founder actually had plenty of money and could have just retired and not done anything, but he founded this company because he wanted to make a difference and and really do something meaningful. So we are always looking at, you know, what are the ways that we can still make money while doing this? And that's things like solar power. Um, but we're also always thinking about our mission. It, it's definitely a balancing act, but it doesn't necessarily have to be tricky um, because making a profit and making a positive impact don't have to be mutually exclusive, like we've been talking about. So we're, we're always thinking about our mission in addition to the profit motive, and our mission is to create 1 billion clean energy actions. So when someone comes to us and talks to a concierge, the concierge will start them out with um, trying to switch to clean power. And whether they can put solar on their roof or switch to a clean power plan, which, by the way, this is also very, very new. I didn't know this till I worked at my Domino, and it's there's new options every day. But anyone with a power bill in the United States can switch to clean energy now. If you live in an apartment or a house, it doesn't matter. Um, so those are things that we as a company can make money on, and we, we try to start people out with that because it's it's a pretty simple action that they can do you know, right away or get started when they're talking to a concierge on the phone. But we will help people with other things, even if we don't make money. And for example, if someone comes to us and they already have some solar bids and they want to go with someone who's not a partner of ours, we'll still help them. So it is always a balancing act for sure. And we're always looking at new things that we could do and how we can best help people while still making a profit. But, you know, there's really a little bit of both in the mix. And it's really great that we have the leeway to do that as a B Corp. It's you know, that's why we're set up that way. I want to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty here. I mean, I, I want folks to understand how uh, My Domino makes money. Well, so we have two ways we make money. And one is that we offer our concierge service for a $99 one year membership. And for that, people get unlimited access to their concierge who will help them to take clean energy actions. They get their own personalized path to 100% clean energy and a dashboard where they can track their progress. And they also get access to our research on products and vendors. And I do want to mention that for listeners to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, we're offering our service for free with the partner code EOC. So if anyone listening signs up to talk to a concierge at mydomino.com, they can enter the code EOC in all caps and get the one-year membership for free. And we're also paid referral fees by the vendors we work with. So if you choose to use a product or service from the vendors that we partner with, we get a referral fee. 
And the great thing is that this referral fee costs the vendors less than finding customers in other ways. Um, Solar is a great example of this. Do you know how much solar companies are now spending to acquire each customer? I have no idea. So it's actually thousands of dollars per customer. Wow. So it's a lot of money, and they won't necessarily always tell you that, but they're spending a lot, and solar companies have been trying to get down these costs. You know, the cost of solar panels has plummeted, but some of what they call soft costs like labor uh, and customer acquisition are still not budging as much as we would like. So we are charging a referral fee that's a lot less than what they're currently spending to acquire customers. So these companies save money. And then because they save money, there's not any extra cost to that to our members. And people might even save more over time as these customer acquisition costs for solar companies come down. Yeah, I'll just take a moment to to thank you for uh, making that really generous offer to our listeners. This is a really really cool opportunity for anyone who's listening into this episode of the show to get access to this really amazing service for free. So definitely check that out if you can. And I'll share more details about that on the show notes page for this episode. So these these vendors, I mean, these these partners uh, uh, who you establish, who you were sort of, you know, recommending their products as as more energy efficient alternatives. Um, how do you how do you vet them? I mean, how do you decide uh, which companies you're going to partner with? I guess I'd like to step back to answer that question because um, it, it's been really interesting how we've evolved to where we are now. Sure. So as a startup, we've tried some different approaches. So we started out with this website that had a large menu of actions that people could take, and that including things like eating less meat because that's really an important way to help fight climate change, right, or taking public transportation, um, at the time, this was all online. There was no concierge service. So based on that experience and our research, we realized a couple of things. And one was that people really need the personalized help that we're providing now. You know, we had a website with lots of great information, and people would go there and say, wow, this is great information. But that by itself wasn't enough to get people to take action. And the other thing we realized was that people really need a clear, simple path and guidance. You know, a large menu of options doesn't really tell people where to start. And it can just be a little bit overwhelming. And then some of the things like eating less meat or taking public transportation, you know, those are behaviors. They're not like something you can just go out and buy and then it's done. So we simplified our offerings And, you know, this could and it likely will change in the future. But right now what we do is we give people this clear path with a manageable number of simple actions. So we've narrowed down our focus and that way we can really help people more. So we've settled on a set of products and services that we think can be the most effective, like solar power, clean power plans, LEDs, smart thermostats, even electric cars. And we have an in-house product expert who does extensive research on all these vendors and products. And we also try them out ourselves. You know, we really believe in walking the walk. And we've switched to uh, clean energy and LED bulbs and a smart thermostat in our office. And many of us are, are taking these actions at home. I managed to get solar panels on my house and uh, LED bulbs and all these things that are really making a difference. So it's really cool to be able to try them out ourselves as well. 
I want to talk a little bit about how the outreach process works. So when you have a representative from my domino who is assigned, you know, one of the members who is signed up for this service on the website, when, when they uh, make that call to one of these new members on the site, what's the goal? I mean, is there sort of a, is there a clearly defined strategy or, or approach um, to that, um, that outreach? Yes, there is. And that's, again, something that we've really, you know, refined as we've had the experience of doing this. Uh, First of all, you know, by the time people come to us, we don't need to convince them that climate change is an issue. You know, they're already motivated to take action. So what we're providing is a way for them to take action. Like I said, most people don't know where to start. So we really have a simple way that we guide them. And Um, what we focus on is encouraging people to take a step today, you know, hopefully while we're on the call with them to start their switch to clean energy. So we really streamline our conversation so that we can give people advice that is really simple and easy for them to follow. And in keeping with being a concierge service, we also do listen really closely to each person's specific interests and their budget concerns. And we make recommendations accordingly. So what we do is we give people this clear path to clean energy and savings. And the first step in that is to help you switch from dirty to clean electricity. That's basically it. So that can mean going solar or it can mean choosing a clean power option like wind energy or community solar if that's available in your area. So there's a lot of options for people who can't put solar on their roof. And then the second step is to maximize that clean electricity with LED lighting, a smart thermostat, maybe smart power strips. And then the third and final step is what we like to call doing life on 100% clean energy. And that can mean getting an electric car or electric bike or upgrading your heating and cooling um, to an electric heat pump, you know, when the time is right. Now, going through this path does take time. So in the first call, the concierge really focuses on helping you take that first action. And then they follow up periodically to help you complete your actions and track them and so on. You said, I mean, the goal is 100% clean energy, right? How do you measure that? I mean, is there is there like a way for folks to sort of visualize like that progress to get to 100% clean renewable energy? Yeah, well, we have what we call a clean score, and anyone who's interested will provide their before and after clean score, and we can even give a target. So we have a calculator that we've built based on all kinds of data, and it's by zip code. So if someone tells us, you know, what kind of power they're using in their home, you know, like if their heating is gas or electric or oil, uh, what kind of car they're driving, how much energy they're using, we can kind of figure out what their clean score is now and what it might be if they took these actions. So um, that's really cool because you can get a sense of how much you can reduce your carbon emissions and you can set your own goals. Obviously, not everyone's going to get to 100% and maybe not everyone's going to get there right now. You know, in my own home, I have not switched to an electric heat pump heater as much as I would like to because it's just not quite, it doesn't make financial sense for me right now. I live in the Bay Area. I don't use much heating. I don't use any cooling. When my furnace breaks down and needs to be replaced, I will certainly do that. And, you know, then my heating will be powered by my solar panels. So, you know, these things can take time. We definitely have more tools in development so that we can tally, you know, everyone's clean score improvements, uh, what we're doing as my domino, 
Uh, we really want to have more ways for individuals to see their own impact and to see how that adds up with the impact of their community and the country and eventually the world. We're, you know, we're not going to stop even at the United States. Right now, most of these features are still in development for us, but you know, I think as there's more data, um, you know, when when big data comes into the picture, my domino will definitely be there at the forefront and providing that kind of information. This isn't just any environmental issue that you're trying to address. I mean, you're trying to address a global catastrophe on a scale that is is really difficult for, I think, anybody to really wrap their minds around, you know, uh, uh, as far as what the consequences are of this this rapidly changing climate. If this is what you spend, you know, all day, every day doing, yeah, you can get engrossed in uh, uh, sort of the details of, of how to operate the company and, and you know, uh, have sort of smaller goals that um, you're working to achieve along the way. But th- there must be a point every once in a while where you or other members of the staff, like, take a step back and just look at the scale of this issue of climate change. At that point, like, you know, what are you thinking? I mean, do you have long-term plans to take this to the next level? We're, we're all constantly thinking about the bigger issue and at the same time really trying to focus on the solutions. You know, there's lots of other really great organizations out there that are working on the issues of climate change and getting the word out and dealing with, with it as a global problem. And we think about that too, of course, but I think it's really important for us to focus on the solutions because otherwise, frankly, it's just depressing. I mean, I'm working in the area and I can't think about it too much, honestly. So focusing on these individual actions is really what we're all about. And it might seem small, but when we work together, it's really amazing what we can do. So we're really working from the ground up. Now, that doesn't mean we won't aim bigger. You know, for now, we're really focusing on getting more people in the pipeline. So we have some really exciting partnerships coming up, and that will mean more people taking clean energy actions. So that always gets us excited. Uh, We will certainly at some point go beyond working with individuals and work with businesses. We had one customer, for example, who was so happy with his solar, he wanted his church to go solar. So we're going to help him with that. And, you know, eventually expanding beyond the United States to increase our impact. But our focus is always going to be taking those individual actions that add up to a big effect. And it's really amazing how big that effect can be. A lot of folks have have written about the climate change issue and and this issue of individual actions um, and and how much of a benefit does this approach of sort of trying to convince individual people to uh, take small steps, um, you know, like converting light bulbs to LED, small on that kind of scale, right? A lot of folks, have, I, I guess, have put forth this idea that efforts like that can actually be counterproductive. The theory behind this is that, you know, if you convince a whole bunch of people to make incremental change, um, you know, so say you have a whole bunch of people who all they do is they switch their light bulbs um, from incandescent to, to LED, right? Mm -hmm. They're saving a certain amount of energy, right? And each one of those people is reducing their carbon emissions by a a marginal amount. You would say that like, oh, well, that's better than nothing, right? Um, Unless you're convincing all of these people that have switched their LED light bulbs um, that that that's enough, right? 
like switch your yeah. light bulbs in your house and you're good. You have, you know, played your part in addressing the climate change issue. When in mm-hmm. reality, the scale of the change that needs to happen globally in order yeah. to realistically prevent, you know, a large scale global catastrophe is so much more dramatic the most recent numbers that uh, uh, climate scientists are throwing out at us is that if we want to prevent an increase by two degrees Celsius in the average global temperature, that we need to reduce global carbon emissions by 80% by 2020. So all these people like, you know, that are replacing the light bulbs in their house with LED, I mean, maybe they're reducing, maybe each one of them is reducing their overall energy output by what, like 10% or something, right? Even if every single person in the world did that, it wouldn't even come close to reaching that target of 80 percent by 2020. The the question is, is like, is it more important to convince people to take these individual actions or is it more important to just like motivate people to like take on an advocacy approach? I mean, clearly the approach of my domino is grassroots. Right. Um, But this concept that a lot of people are putting forth is that climate change, because of the nature of the issue, you know, most environmental issues, yeah, grassroots is great, bottom up, perfect way to address an issue. But for climate change, because of the global nature of it, it has to be top down. Well, that's a really good question, Matt. And I think it doesn't have a simple answer. But I would say, first of all, it's not either or. So I I think all these things are important. And like I said, yes, Switching your LEDs is a small action, but it's actually more powerful than people think when a lot of people take these actions. I even read somewhere that energy use in the United States has gone down even as the population has gone up, and some of that might be attributable to LED bulbs. And that's just one little thing. You know, that's one of the smaller things we get people to do. Uh, But I don't think it's either or. There's lots of organizations, like I said, that are working on other areas. This is just the area we've chosen. And our founder um, also produced a movie that came out recently called Time to Choose. If you go to the Time to Choose website, you'll see lots of different ways you can take action. And a lot of those have to do with voting, you know, voting for representatives who are going to do something about this issue. So we have this energy path for people and we want people to get on clean energy, but that's not where it ends. I really think of anyone who signs up with us as a member for life, you know, they may not have the concierge the whole time, but we do more than just our concierge service. We have a blog and we have a newsletter. And while our concierge, for instance, doesn't talk to people about um, voting or eating meat Uh, We talk about those issues on our blog, and we try to send people to other places where they can do things. Some of that we're still building up. Like I said, we're a startup. We're fairly new. Uh, But we really want to keep people engaged beyond taking these actions and, you know, do some advocacy, um, do other actions like investing their 401k and sustainable funds, switching to a green credit card. All those things make a difference. And yeah, policy is huge. You know, even when it comes to solar power, like I said, you know, there's been a lot of policy fights around the country with utilities trying to stop solar. And it's crucial to vote for representatives who are going to support the good solar policies. Uh, it's crucial on a global scale to, to do the same. And there are things that people can do in all kinds of ways, you know, in the time to choose website, it shows, uh, it has some links to organizations that do advocacy and also which 
representatives are pro climate change solutions and which ones are not so you can know how to vote and they also have other things you can do like you know consumers can do a lot by not buying products that have palm oil from places that are being deforested there's just so much more that you can do yes this is just what we're doing is one small part of it uh, but you know one thing that we found was that a lot of environmental organizations who are doing advocacy and you know large scale efforts what they find is that they get people really motivated but they don't have a way for individuals to take action in their own life and that's been a missing piece of the puzzle and that's something that we're providing I love the way that you address that question, and I apologize for playing a little bit of a devil's advocate there. But, no, no I mean, problem. I it's, think, it's an important question to ask. Yeah, and I, I think you know you've sort of tapped into like the key component of this, which is that it's not one or the other, right? It's everything. Yeah. Like we have to throw everything at this issue. Exactly. You know, it has to be individual actions at the same time that it's advocacy. That's really important, right? I mean, that's really the only way that we're going to address this issue in a way that has an impact. That's right. It really, we really have to attack this on all fronts. And to me, you know, the fact that we can take actions in our own lives that will make a difference, I think that's really powerful. Well, thanks a lot, Rosanna, for, for coming on the show and, and sharing your really unique perspective on this. It's really refreshing to me to have conversations like this with folks who are uh, really involved and embedded in the climate change issue and, and have a, a sort of a positive outlook on it. Um, because it is a, an issue that I feel like People you can get lost in, right? And you can feel like everything is hopeless. We can't have that attitude, right? If we really want to um, to, to have a positive impact um, on this issue. So that's right. Yeah, and I think you know, like I said, I think things have changed so fast that people don't realize there are all these things they can do. And you know, most renters probably don't know that they can switch to clean energy. It's really something that's just happened very recently. So I think it's really great that we have all these options now and that they're not going to cost us extra money and everyone can take part in this. Everyone can participate. So we're really excited about doing that. And I really appreciate you having me on this show. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you. All right. That was our conversation with Rosanna Francescato from my domino. I love Rosanna's perspective on the climate change issue. Like I said in the interview, it's really easy to get overwhelmed by climate change and the threats that this issue poses to our planet, but the best way to overcome this feeling of anxiety is to start making decisions that benefit the climate and the planet. Uh, simply changing all of your light bulbs to LED bulbs isn't going to save the world, but you have to start somewhere. As long as you're not fooling yourself into thinking that this one small action is all you need to do in order to have a true impact, then you won't fall into this trap that I explained earlier in today's show um, and that so many environmentalist thinkers have warned us about. As Rosanna said, this issue needs to be approached from all angles. So find your starting point and keep moving forward. Of course, one good place to start is the My Domino website, where you can get a free membership as a listener of this show. This service normally costs $99 per year, so definitely take advantage of this. I have signed up for the service myself, and I've already had several productive conversations with my assigned energy concierge, and I've discovered some neat ways to save energy and money. So again, the website is mydomino.com, and the promo code is EOC, all caps. 
Of course, this information, as well as several other helpful resources discussed in today's episode, will all be available on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at wildlensinc.org slash EOC81. This episode was produced by myself, your host, Matt Podolsky. Our theme music is by The Humidors. Humidors.